Hey guys, on this episode of EdTech, Scott Tyner and Rob Raspberry and I will be talking about HETMA, Infocom Connected, and all our current upcoming projects. All this and more on EdTech. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is EdTech, episode 87. Yes, that's still a thing. Support for AV Nation is brought to you by Kramer, AV Beyond the Box. This is EdTech, the Higher Ed Monthly Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Bill O'Donnell, and this month I'm joined by Rob Raspberry. How are you, sir? Good, doing great, Bill. All right, thank you, sir. And as also, Mr. Scott Tyner, how are you, sir? I'm doing well, Bill. It's always great to be here. Yay. So, uh, <clears throat> first and foremost, uh, this past month and everything, we've had uh, shows such as uh, Infocom Connected, as well as the uh, HETMA uh, uh, conference and everything, which both were held online. Uh, if you're not familiar with Infocom, uh, it is an annual trade show for the commercial end of things, which is where most of the higher ed folks usually tend to go to and everything. You know, it might pop up at uh, uh, CDA and everything, but that's more residential. But once again, there are some stuff that tends to cross over from one realm to the other. Um, <clears throat> that being said, with the Infocom Connected show, um, I will just simply say uh, I was able to watch some of the sessions. Uh, I think there was it was good in that you were able to have like these breakout sessions and everything. Um, a lot there were a number of you know the usual exhibitors and everything. Uh, and I know it sounds weird to say that because once again, this was a, a virtual show. Um, the other thing I'll just simply keep it to was that I think it's great that they were able to record all the sessions. And so you'll have, uh, you'll have info and content to review later. Um, beyond that, it was a lot of, for me, it felt like it was a lot of surfing of websites and everything. And some companies just kind of went, yeah, here's our stuff already. Um, but, you know, it's the, it's the whole thing of, like, you know, you miss walking the trade show floor and everything. Uh, both Rob and Scott, like, you know, we've, we've walked the floor and, you know, it's ranged from everything from, uh, you know, there was, there was uh, one year I remember the drone pavilion. Um, there was also <laughs> – there's also been times where, uh, you know, you're looking and going, yeah, hey, let's go uh, – you know, my, my, one of my personal favorites was uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, Ernie uh, actually went and said, hey, you know what, let's go, you guys could go and check out, uh, it was either, um, oh shoot, I'm trying to remember, it wasn't Audio-Technica and it wasn't uh, Clock Audio. There was, a, there was a microphone manufacturer that they actually put the mics in tap shoes, because if I remember right, I think it was like for the Rockettes or something like that, and it was just one of those like, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen, how the heck did you guys do this? And I'm sure I'm sure Ernie's gonna watch this later or hear about this later and, and I'm gonna get an email. Like, it was this company. And I'll be like, yes. Unfortunately, my ADD is kicked into high gear. So, anyways, um, that being said, uh, Scott, I'm first gonna pitch it over to you uh, in the fact that we've had, you know, recently we had the uh, Hetma Con the Hetma Conference, which is the Higher Ed Technology Managers Association or Alliance or I always forget what the A the other A the A is. <laughs> <This guy's like laughs> yeah, Bob, I should uh, 
I should know that right off the top of my uh, head, and I don't, but I'm going to find it out just in a, in a – it's Alliance. Alliance, there we go. Yeah, it's, it's an alliance because we didn't want to uh, – now that I say that, it's because we don't want to be thought of as a uh, official association, and then we have to kind of start following rules about not talking about certain manufacturers and the like. Ah, once again, once again, the wonderful world of acronyms, folks. But in any event, um, if you're not familiar with it, uh, HETMA is where, once again, this is all, we're all higher ed tech managers and everything. And so we can all like kind of cross chat and, you know, there was a number of sessions. So Scott, I'm not going to uh, take this away from you or anything. So go ahead. Yeah. So it, it was a great, it was a great um, three days of, of workshops. We really hoped to have people pop in and out, um, do do the sessions that were interesting to them. Uh, they could leave a session, join another one. We did some after-hours things. We did a little uh, award show that, that was fun. Uh, there was some funny stuff there. There was some serious stuff there. Uh, we yeah. did a, an AV karaoke one night, and we did a um, – Oh, actually, it should be noted. This show actually got the uh, podcast, the uh, uh, the AV podcast award. <laughs> we we absolutely did, yes. Um, and then we did a, a roast one night, but we also did, we did some general sessions um, about you know there was some about designing your own classrooms and whether you should be installing mm -hmm. your own classrooms. Um, Tim Tim was on a session about how how he went from being a higher ed technology manager um, to uh, being in the media. So a lot of different sessions, they, they were recorded, they're going to be posted up later. Um, mm -hmm. One of the things I, I thought of when I when we started talking about HEPMA was uh, one of the other awards we gave out was to James King, who started a Slack channel, um, <laughs> Higher Ed AV. And so if, it's, um, if you've ever used Slack, there's a number of – he started a Slack workspace, and there's a number mm -hmm. of channels in the workspace. There's an equipment discussion, a programming one, a networking one, a training one, unified communications. It's all people who are in higher ed, uh, and you can and it, it's great, right? Because the nice thing about Slack is there's all kinds of conversations going on, but they're oh, yeah. organized properly. So he kind of got the award for um, uh, keeping us all together and keeping us in communication during this time. So if you're interested in that, check it out. Hit up uh, James King on um, social media, and he can add you. Um, and it'd be, it, it's a really great resource. There's a bunch of people there. And one thing we were talking about before the show started, Bill and Rob, is um, that there's a lot of people out there who aren't really public on social media. They maybe we'd call them lurkers or whatever. This is a great, <laughs> this is a great place where you don't have to be, you know, public and making kind of public things. You can get in there, you can learn, you can contribute. And it's, it's a, it's a closed environment to higher ed technology managers. Yeah, it's it's one of those things that I, I have noticed, at least um, on the higher ed side and everything. Yeah, there are folks who are very, you know, sociable and outgoing, such as these two delightful individuals we have on here. Um, but at the same time, at the same time, there are folks who um, you'll chat with them and and you'll kind of note it's like, OK, they're definitely up in their own their own world about stuff or. You know, and the same is true, you know, when you're dealing with faculty. There are some folks you, you know, and believe me, I've, you know, you go to other campuses just to kind of listen to things. Like um, uh, a couple months ago, there was a, a little symposium over at uh, Rutgers, and they were talking about their active learning classrooms and everything. And they decided to have some of their faculty um, come around and, you know, do like little uh, demos and everything of how they do stuff and everything. And I could tell at least one or two of the faculty members, 
that I wanted to look and say, oh, you definitely, this is, you only teach the higher level stuff, don't you? And she went, yeah, how, do you, how, how could you tell? And I'm like, because you've, you're using like size 10 or 8 font on your PowerPoint slides and there's just like, blah, 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 blah. And, um, and I said, I, I get it. And I said, you know, this is probably one of your sample things. You're probably teaching like, you know, level 400, you know, biochemistry and everything like that. I'm like, but, you know, I'm going to pull the Homer Simpson maneuver of, like, can you, can you dumb it down a little bit? And, you know, but it's it's one of those things, like, you know, folks get into that, like, kind of stove piping in which it's like, okay, yeah, I'm working it this way, and it's, you know, this is just, you know, I'm focused on this. And in the same regards, um, there are some AV and tech managers who are like, yeah, no, I focus just on this. Um, you know, in, in fact, we, you know, Rob, you can probably back me up on this. The same thing can, can happen with folks who do like, you know, TV production and things like that. For them, it's like, okay, I focus just on the TV production and everything. Oh, the projector's out. Oh, I have to get a replacement. Uh, yeah. Um, I know it has to be this color. This, it has to have this white, this level of white balance, or it has to be able to put out this color temperature. But beyond that, oh, it's not my thing. Now that doesn't happen that often, but you know, <laughs> Rob, you're already like, no, I, your I head, totally like... agree because you know, it, it's interesting. Like, and I don't, this is sort of going a little off topic, but like when you're <laughs> assembling a team, um, you sometimes have individuals that have their special area. I've got one person that is a technological whiz and just anything he can, you know, he can deal with. But when it comes to communicating sometimes, you know, with other people outside that realm, it's a little <laughs> difficult. And yeah. I have people who are like the troubleshooters. They can troubleshoot something, you know, immediately. And, and sometimes they, when they communicate that problem to others, they, it's like you're just looking at them going, oh, my God, what are you trying to say to me? Yeah. Um, so, but, it, you know, but one of the things that's always great is that somehow we always manage to get this team to work together and to work towards the common goal, which is serving our students and serving the campus and serving the community. And, uh, you know, it, it, but, and it happens when you go to some of the, uh, the, some of the conventions and some of the conferences, mm -hmm. you find mm -hmm. people who are very gregarious, outgoing, like you, Bill. And, yeah. like and then there are others who, you know, it's hard to pull a word out of them, but then they give you this spiel of brilliance that just, you're like, oh my God, that's incredible. So, um, yeah, I definitely feel that, you know, there's people behind the scenes and people who are in front of the scenes and it just somehow we just make it work all together. Yeah. That's, that's one of the things I do miss about, uh, at least being on the floor for Infocom is that, uh, that's when, you know, like case in point, the folks who are in my backyard are, uh, FSR and everything. And with FSR, um, not only do they get like the sales folks out and everything, but they will also get like the engineers. And every now and then when I'm talking with the guys, I go, Oh, I can see why you're an engineer. Oh yeah. But they're, but you know, they're, they're brilliant. But at the same time, I'm like, Oh, they're, 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 Oh, we're getting down into the weeds with this one. Oh no. He's talking about the mechanical engineering of the floor box. Oh, Oh, I, I okay. And it's not, it's not a bashing or anything like that. It's no, literally like the folks get, the folks get very focused about it and everything. And, you know, I'll, I'll admit up front, the, the, like the, the, the folks over at FSR, yeah, there's one or two particular engineers who I joke around that they, all they do is literally metal origami. That's, that's how I figure they do it. 
but you know, it's these are, but those are the same folks that you look at and you say, yeah, all right, I have this crazy problem, figure it out. And you just let them, just let them be. And those are the same folks that you'll end up chatting with at Infocom and you'll just pull out like this one little nugget and go, oh, I never thought of it that way. Now, once again, that's, that's one of the things that I really miss about about trade show floor stuff or anything, just because every now and then you'll just find like a little nugget or, you know, on the reverse side, you'll go to one of the projector manufacturers or anything and say, Hey, how come this model was discontinued? And they just kind of look at you and go, yeah, no, this is the new model or no, there's not a replacement for that one. You're just like, okay. (laughs) Which is reasons one through five, why, you know, folks tend to uh, change up manufacturers like me. (laughs) Um, Actually, if anything, we're, we're switching over to Epson uh, recently and everything. We were primarily NEC, but Epson for the life of me, the best way I'm going to describe it is they just simply said, yeah, here, uh, you know what? We've got our brighter futures program and, you know, tell us what you want. And we'll, I think, I think they still had the deal where it was like, you buy 10, you get one free. And I'm just like, cool, that's the spare. And we just happened to have, in, in, in our case, we just happened to have uh, uh, gone and uh, we're renovating a building. So I just went, yay, cool. Makes my life so much easier. So, um, yeah, but so speaking of renovations and projects and anything, um, I know for most of us, uh, we're probably in this now, a number of us are in a mad scramble for, okay, we want to be able to do remote, uh, in classrooms that we've never done remote for ever. <laughs> and, um, in my case, uh, we went and did a bulk order of 150 um, USB dock cams that will also double as, you know, the in-room uh, zoom around and everything. Uh, now, do I think that's going to be the end all? No. <laughs> this, is, this is the donut on the, on the, the, the car that just blew out. <laughs> this is to get me to the gas station where we'll eventually, you know, suss things out. But for right now, it's the, okay, folks, everything's opening in the fall. These classes are being held. Um, my president, at the very least, is saying, we're opening early, and we're actually going to close and be finished with everything. That includes finals exams uh, by Thanksgiving. So, Rob, I, <laughs> I can see you're nodding and just being like, yeah. So, <clears throat> so you guys, what, what have, what's been the big uh, uh, push, or at least what's the, what's the big plan for you guys so far? Well, so, um, you know, the plan, it seems to be that there will be some students on campus, there will be some campus activities, but the understanding is, is that there will be a large portion or a lot of the classes are also going to be offered online in the hybrid situation simultaneously. So they're trying to vet out whether or not, you know, students join in exclusively online, or maybe they'll come in on a Monday, Wednesday, Friday class, or Tuesday, Thursday, Half the class will come in one day, the other day they'll be remote. So they'll sort of switch, you know, the two, they're still trying to vet that out. Obviously the first concern is safety, you know, health, social distancing, and trying to come up with solutions that will uh, accommodate those situations. So, you know, basically we've been looking at, you know, a, a number of our classrooms need to be outfitted with cameras and basic microphones and mm-hmm. to be able to easily interface into, you know, an instructor's uh, laptop or whatever device they're bringing in, and, or if there's an instructor's machine. 
So it, it, it's actually sort of a, a pretty um, simple kind of setup for a lot of the classrooms until you start getting into the larger spaces. Spaces. Until yeah. you get to the auditoriums where you need, you know, better cameras, better microphones. I mean, yep. you know, people are talking about some ceiling array setups or in, in different, like in a medium sized classroom. But the, the biggest thing is, is now, you know, trying to get the integrators in to take a look at the spaces, give your quotes and see what you have. And then you're mm -hmm. dealing with the inventory issue. You know, yeah. we have, you know, one, you know, last week we were talking to somebody and they said, oh, yeah, we'll have no problem with inventory. And now another integrator just contacted us and saying, oh, we're, we're, you know, backlogged into, you know, the middle of the end of July. So the, the challenge becomes creating uh, uh, packages that you have to really at this point, you know, have your A manufacturer, your B manufacturer, your yep. C manufacturer because of inventory issues. But I mean, yeah. basically, you know, we're just setting things up to have a camera towards the back of the classroom or wherever, mm -hmm. aim it in the area where the instructor is, make sure they have good audio, they plug into uh, either their laptop instructor's machine, and then we come up with a, mm -hmm. a panel where it has a writing surface, because mm -hmm. annotation is sort of a big thing, but you don't want to necessarily go overboard. And there yeah. are some cool technologies, you know, to for annotation and getting things that, you know, overlays and things off uh, even chalkboards. But, you know, that's, you know, I know. It, it, it's, uh, yeah, I, I and that yet, thing. that's still a thing. I'm sorry. <laughs> so that, might be the, that might be the title of the podcast this time. Yes, yeah. that's still a thing. <laughs> yeah, so um, we're sort of in the stages where we put together formal proposals. You know, our CIO is very, you know, um, uh, uh, I would say aggressive on doing this, but mm -hmm. you have to vet it up to other levels, you know, provost yeah. and beyond, and they have to give your blessing. And then once that happens, we're out, you know, you know, out the gate, the but we'll see, we'll see what happens. Yeah. So that's the thing that, um, that's the thing that most of us, like, I, thankfully, most of my, most of my classroom spaces are usually somewhere around 20 students or so. And that's the other thing too, that um, our provost and um, uh, uh, facilities folks, pretty much they looked around at all the classroom spaces and they said, yeah, uh, pretty much we're gonna cut them down by like three, like, you know, down to three quarters of the class size or so. Um, because initially we were going, oh yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll have like, you know, social distancing and this and that. And I said, yeah, you know what, we're just going to limit the actual class sizes and everything. And, uh, this was actually about a week or two ago. There was the, uh, AV and the AM, uh, discussions on Twitter. And I had to laugh because there was a gentleman who was like, oh, so what are you guys going to do? You know, is someone going to be, you know, counting people at the door and everything? And I said, no, I said, no one's. There's not going to be anyone, there's not going to be like staff or anyone going, no, 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 you can't come in. I said, they'll literally just cut down class sizes to where folks can fill the space out and everything. And it turned into this little debate of, you know, oh, well, you're lowering enrollment. I'm like, no, I never said lowering enrollment. I simply said smaller class sizes, which really turns, is going to later on turn into, hey, adjunct members. Yeah, you remember how you, remember how you had like a nice schedule before? Yeah, that's out the window. And there's going to be, I have a sneaky suspicion, at least on our campus, we're going to have, <clears throat> we're going to have a bunch of twilight classes that everyone's just going to go and, you know, mutter unfathomable language. I'll just keep it to that. Um, <laughs> so, like I said, if, if anything, 
we're just looking at all. Um, the other bigger thing that we're looking at is um, as we put all these all these uh, cameras in and everything. Uh, for us, we're looking going. Okay, how do we make a? Because we're thinking about this, and the faculty. <clears throat> I don't know about you, but for us, our faculty, there are the folks who can adapt really well, and then there's the well-seasoned ones. Well-seasoned faculty members, if they get, they're they're gonna. I I can tell they're gonna get told this. They're not gonna get asked. They're gonna be told. Um, so we're in the process of making um, both a how-to video as well as we're also going to be making a quick start uh, guide for, okay, how do you set up Zoom? And, you know, how do you, you know, can you do an impromptu? And, you know, later on we're going to be working with our um, Blackboard folks because, you know, they're going to want to say, they're going to want to find a way to port it to um, Blackboard or, you know, they may say, well, you know, can I do this with Blackboard Collaborate? Which um, Rob, I don't know if you've dealt with this, but it still drives me nuts that there are that, that Blackboard Collaborate is still doing a four by three aspect in it. Yeah, I know. You're just looking at it like why? Like it's twenty. It's twenty twenty, folks. So anyway, like I said, rants and raves. Anyways, um, that being said, uh, Scott, you have uh, as I say, I know for you guys, you're going to be. Um, you're going to be uh, working on some of the uh, upcoming projects for the school as well as, um, well, I mean, are you guys, what's your guys' plans for uh, the remote, like remote distance learning and everything? I know that's, yeah, that's, a, we haven't, that's an uh, old term. <laughs> we haven't definitely, uh, we haven't made any firm plans yet. There's been an announcement, let's say, about what, what Bates College is going to do. Uh, but we are preparing, one thing we have decided to do is we're going to take our normal four classes during a semester and we're going to go uh, two classes for seven weeks, another two classes for the following seven weeks, so that we are using less classrooms during those periods. Uh, and they're going to be more intense, right? So instead of having a Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you're going to have a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Uh, so we can finish them in seven weeks. Uh, we are going to send students home at Thanksgiving, and they're not going to return until middle of January. Uh, and so we are, we're thinking about a lot of the things that, that Rob and you talked about, which is um, audio in a classroom, recording uh, or live streaming out of a classroom in case there's quarantine issues going on. Um, I think our goal right now, I think everybody's goal, right, yeah, is yeah. to have all the students on campus um, doing in-person learning. Um, interesting, one of the colleges around us, uh, Bowdoin College, one of our um, sister schools, announced that they're bringing back first years and they're bringing back a limited number of seniors and that the rest of the students will stay home for the fall semester and do remote learning. Hmm. To, to me, yeah. the whole thing here is, is audio. I think yeah. that as we know, when you've got a mask covering your face and you can't read yeah. lips, it surprises me that in that, you know, being in, in AV, you should know this, right? How much we rely on lip reading and all of us along with, um, just hearing things. So I think it's audio, audio, audio. Yeah, that's, um, that's the thing that I, so at least our faculty, their major concern has been, you know, well, do we require students to wear face masks? Do we, you know, obviously we're going to be wearing them, but how are we going to project and this and that? And this is where like, I've looked at uh, uh, some of the rooms and literally I've gone around in previous times. So they said, oh, it's really noisy in here. And so uh, I have a sneaky suspicion I'm going to be making use of uh, uh, the, uh, uh, sorry, 
like recording the actual floor noise in the room and going, okay, now we have to adjust things. And the other end of it has also been the fact that our faculty uh, finally figured out that we had a 3D print lab. So they're going, oh, we need to have face shields and this and that. And I'm going, guys, like, okay. <laughs> like, are you guys doing biology or lab, uh, lab work and everything? No. Okay, then why do you need a face shield? Well, because I want to protect myself. I'm like, yes, the face shield is good for, for things that are getting sp like splattered. Like, I can understand that if the music department was asking for that. But I'm like, you guys, like, what's going on here? So it's, it's, a, it's a mix of things. That's all I'm going to say about it. But you're right, the audio end of it. Um, I have a sneaking suspicion uh, the folks over at Atlas, uh, Shore, uh, Sennheiser, and Clock Audio are all probably going to be uh, staying very busy uh, with, uh, trouble, with uh, trouble phone calls. That and, well, the folks over at Biamp always earn their keep to begin with. So, <laughs> anyways. Uh, guys, that's, I think, is about all the time we have. So, in the, as I say, in the future there, uh, Rob, where, the, where can the fine folks find you at? Uh, so, LinkedIn is the place yep. where I'm at. There you go. There you go. And Mr. Tyner? Uh, I, I'm on Twitter on occasion, at S. Tyner. And uh, you can also find me uh, on LinkedIn. Indeed. All right. I'm Bill O'Donnell. You can find me on uh, Twitter, on the original OD, and you can also find me on LinkedIn. And uh, once again, this has been EdTech, the monthly higher ed tech podcast part of AV Nation. Once again, this is EdTech.